welcome to CQ for Global Leaders. Join cross-cultural leadership expert, Dr. Tom Vergus, as he offers perspectives and strategies on the issues affecting global leaders in the ever-changing world of global business. Welcome, everyone, to CQ for Global Leaders. My name is Tom Vergus. I'm joined on this episode by Dr. Jürgen Strauss. Hi, Tom. How are you? I am terrific. Thanks, Jürgen. And you? Good to be with you. I'm, I'm really good, too. Thanks. Good. So what are we talking about today? I know you've got something exciting in oh, store for us. Always, always. I thought for this episode, I would talk about an activity I did recently in Singapore. I was at a conference speaking to 300 emerging leaders and on cultural intelligence. And I did this activity called Delights, Puzzles, and Irritations, mm-hmm. which is something I learned from my mentor, Dr. Azma Abdullah, many years ago. And every so often I pull it out. Yeah. Uh, as an activity, and it works really well in terms of getting people into the topic quickly. So I thought we could talk about that because it's also something that our listeners will be able to use with their own teams or groups of people. Okay, sounds fascinating. So what, what's the objective of the tool? What? So the objective of the tool, or rather the objective of the activity, is to get people thinking about cross-cultural interactions. Mm-hmm. So it, normally when you, when you introduce the whole aspect of culture, you can talk about the definitions, what it is, et cetera, et cetera. But I find by doing this activity, it gets people into conversations very quickly, mm. and it gets people to share their own experiences. Okay, yeah. And it builds a... Builds a bit of um, connection between the participants, I would imagine. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Yep. All right. So tell us about the activity. Okay. So it's called Delights, Puzzles, and Irritations. So I positioned the question to the group by saying, I want you to reflect on your cross-cultural interactions that you've had. Mm. Okay. It could be with the teams, it could be with people, travel, etc., depending on the context of the group that you're working with. And then I asked them to think about what are some of the delightful things you like about interacting with people of different cultures, Mm. right? Boom. That's the first first question. I get them to think about that. And then I follow that up by saying, now think also about some of the puzzling behaviors or puzzling things that you've seen or you've come across. Mm of people from different cultures. And then the third question is, what are some of the things that you find irritating when dealing with people of different cultures? So these are the three things that I have, right? Delights, puzzles, irritations. I usually give them a couple of minutes to have some self-reflection time. Mm. They can scribble notes for themselves. And then I put them into groups depending on the number of people we have, groups of twos, threes, or fours, and I get them to actually discuss these questions. 
Right. Okay. And so what what tends to happen then in what those tends discussion to happen groups? is there's always a lot of laughter. <laughs> there's always a lot of laughter. You know, because people actually start going, oh, you know, they'll find obviously there'll be commonalities. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, they'll be talking about commonalities, and then and what it also does is it really breaks the barriers. I find, and by the way, it, it tends to work a much much better when it's a cross cultural team. Yeah, right? that's because right. They, yeah. That's the whole purpose mm. of it. So in this particular group I was working with, we have people from eighteen different countries. Countries. And so when you put them in the subgroups, they're kind of talking about it, then you kind of go, okay, so now let's debrief the activity. Mm. So when you ask people, so what are some of the delightful things? Right, you, they can shout it out, right? And so as you can imagine, some of the common responses would be things like, Food, my food always comes up. Mm. That's you know, it's top of the list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then people will, some people will like things like uh, dress, like fashion or the colors that they see. Uh, other people talk about um, the environmental issues, or you know, sometimes the buildings, the greenery. The, so it's all those things that we can actually see. Mm. You know, we people find that in most times delightful, courtesy of people is something that also comes up. Yeah. So those are all the delights, right? Then you move into, so what are some of the puzzles? Right? What do you find puzzling? And mostly the questions that come up ten, tends to be around non-verbal communication. Mm-hmm. So people will say, I don't actually understand why they do it in this way. Okay, yeah. Or I've noticed people do that particular behavior in that culture. I don't know why they do that, right? So they, so the puzzles now actually become questions. Mm. So you're, you're posing that. So then once it's posed like that, you reframe it as, well, they're questions to ask. Right? That's right. They're yeah. questions mm. to ask. And it's always fantastic when there are people of that particular oh, yeah. culture that's right. in the <laughs> so, group. So, oh, that's Never thought about that. Exactly. And, uh, there you go. We do that because. Yes, mm. exactly. So, and, and to be able to say that when somebody says, well, we do that because, or this is the reason mm. for, suddenly you're creating, there's, you're able to see expertise in the group, mm. right? And it also demonstrates how culture, our culture is so tacit. Yeah. Like we know the rules of the game. That's right. right. And we might not even think about why we do certain things. It's just that's what we that, do. That's the way we do it. Yeah. That's right. Uh, you know, as Fons Trompenaz defines culture as the way we do things around here. Mm. That's exactly the point, right? That's just the way we do it. And it's always fascinating when, when you point out things that's puzzling, people from that same particular culture will go, really? That's right. <laughs> why is it puzzling? Yeah. <laughs> So again, those things become, it's a very light, good mm, conversation. Mm. And then when you start asking about irritations, irritations usually boil down to things firstly around personal space, mm-hmm. right? What is the appropriate yeah, distance yeah. to stand from somebody? Things like um, food etiquette, mm-hmm. like how we eat in different cultures. And how we, not just how we eat, but what we eat. Yeah. And how we demonstrate appreciation mm-hmm. of the food. Uh, that tends to come up quite a bit. Uh, the other irritation tends to be around speech, speech patterns. So, e.g., 
direct versus indirect, okay? okay? Or sometimes things around the hierarchy. Hmm. So those things then become irritations. And what I then get people to appreciate is that, so therefore what we're doing, the irritation is only an irritation because of our interpretation of what's happening, Hmm. right? So the irritation is internal to us. Yeah. Right? It's not happening with the other. So I may be getting irritated with something, but you may not. Yes. Right? That's right. Because you're attributing a meaning to it. Correct. That that you don't like. That's right. Or I I find annoying. (laughs) So therefore, the irritation is internal to me. Mm. So I say then, I, I, I pose the question. So most times, if you think about it, if I am irritated about something or with someone, if I'm not aware about it, what sort of behavior will I be displaying? Hmm. Okay, so you then get people to kind of see, oh, actually, if I'm irritated, then I'll be displaying irritated. I'll be irritated with that person. That person won't even know why I'm irritated with them. That's right. Because I'm not articulating (laughs) that. And what I get people then to appreciate and understand is I'm, I'm, I'm looking at those behaviors through my own lenses, right? Mm. So my lens, if I look at culture through the lenses, I'm looking at it through my values, my norms, my belief systems, my preferences, and being judgmental. Mm. So now bring in the concept of bias, yeah. Right? How bias is a preference and we're all biased. And actually the irritation is really based on the fact that it's we are it's being judgmental. Mm. That's right. Yeah. So um what do, what kind of changes do you see in people's attitudes when you go through this exercise? Great question. So what tends to occur is firstly you get people to appreciate or well, there's a couple of things a key learning points that occurs. One is People get to actually see, well, there are lots of things that's delightful, right? Mm. Like, you know, there are things that we all share that actually is quite delightful. Two is actually there are things that's puzzling, but it may be puzzling to one group and not the other. Mm. And actually, if you ask the questions, if you come from a space of curiosity, Mm. people are more than willing to, to explain it. But it's just the way we ask the question. That's right, yeah. How do we come... Free, and, free of judgment. And, yes. Yeah. Because yeah. to me, the puzzling bits are oh, it's a learning opportunity. That's correct. Yeah. It's a learning opportunity. So you, you know, if you if you frame it as that, mm. as a learning opportunity, as a, such as I'm curious about this, mm. or I've noticed this, you know, why is that? Except, yeah. So for instance, in, in in recently in Singapore, like in that exercise, one of the things one the a participant brought up was she said, I noticed in Singapore when everyone's on the escalator. They all stand on one side. It's like a single lane, mm. right? She said, whereas where, from where I come from, which shows from India, she said, we never do that on an escalator, <laughs> right? We're always in groups. Right? We yeah. stand two or three abreast while we get it. So she said, why are people... So that became a conversation piece, mm. right? So you said, okay, talk to people during the breaks, ask those questions. And the point around irritations, what people then learn is that there are things about our own culture that others get irritated by, just as we get irritated, mm. right? And it's about understanding the fact that actually I do judge and I'm using my lenses. And how then do I actually... So that, that provides the segue for me to introduce the concept of cultural intelligence. Mm. 
you know, and then we talk about the components of that, why that's important, and how having a high level of cultural intelligence will help you navigate. Yeah. So were, were there any other things that, on reflection of that exercise that you did in Singapore with that large group, that you'd like to share? Well, I think the other, the, 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 the reflection on this, and again, with Professor Asma Abdullah, my mentor from years ago, from whom I learned this activity, she and I have done it together in facilitated workshops. And we've done it with dual, like, you know, that when there's only two cultures in a group to multiple cultures in a group. And we just find it's a nice, it's a great ice-breaking activity. Mm. And it enables, it enables people to speak about the topic of culture without having to be thinking about being politically correct. Mm. Right, because you know, sometimes when you bring up the topics, it's very difficult to say these are the things that irritate yeah, me. Yeah. Or, you know, like it's very hard to say that. Right. Whereas when you talk about it in this context, and everybody can say things, yeah, this is what I have. And and I I always find that it's important to have the activity in the debriefing in a small group first before in the larger group, mm-hmm. rather than going straight into a large group plenary. It's always important to have small group discussion so that people feel comfortable in voicing yeah, yeah. it. And it's just, of course, far more intimate before you come into the larger group. It sounds like a wonderful activity, and it certainly is one of those great icebreakers that get people talking and starting to build a relationship in that thing. And then, of course, having the activity that actually generates a little bit more cultural understanding in and of itself. That's correct. Before you've even presented your material That's right. and your training. That's right, mm-hmm. yeah. And so it's something, so in terms of a close-off and a reflection point for the listener, it's a great activity for the listeners if you are working with a group or you want an activity that you think actually is something a little bit different, and I want to encourage some conversation about this, here is something that gives you the ability to do that in a nice, non-confronting way, and it enables people in the group to actually teach each other Hmm. without you having to be the expert giving the information. Because inevitably, there will be things in the group that you may find, people will say, I find this particular thing puzzling, and I don't know what that is. And you may say, well, you'll need to go and find out. Or why don't you ask somebody? Or, you know, find somebody from that particular country. Hmm. Or somebody who's familiar with that particular culture and ask that question. So, you know, it gives you something to do. That's right. (laughs) And in conferences and things like that, it's great because it's a great uh, coffee conversation after the sessions. Yeah, exactly. And then people people will go and look for people that uh, are in that cultural group where they're puzzled by something and and it starts another relationship. Indeed. Mm. Indeed. And a learning opportunity. Yep. All right. So what's the takeaway then for the listener today? Try this try activity in your groups. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. try it out. See mm. how it goes. Yeah, and let us know how you find it. Absolutely. And, always and love to happens. hear from our listeners. It's always something I look, really look forward to. Great. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Jürgen. See you next time. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us on CQ for Global Leaders. To find out more or contact us, go to culturalsynergies.com.